In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and also welcome to our second broadcast in 2020. And as we enter this new decade, we're going to face all kinds of new things, and especially in the area of technology. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So first, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from. And if you're new to this series, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, and we're going to touch on that again today, to issues such as data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please download this series on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Listen to us live Tuesdays, 3 p.m. specific time. And on this series, you can get great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, stories that can motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your success. I invite you to connect with me. Please send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Let me know what you want to hear about on this show. And if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, please do make sure you join us each week and we will make sure you take away something useful for your business or yourself. Now on to today. I mean, artificial intelligence is changing everything. It is not just changing our personal lives, but it's also touching our careers and how we do business. We already see it being used in internet searches, customer targeting applications, and even in performance evaluations. It's also merging our personal lives and our business lives as devices learn more and more about us and location-based intelligence always knows where we are and what we're doing. All this new technology is pushing us to the future and making us part of this new revolution as it changes the way we do business. But it also sometimes frustrates us. Um, I know it frustrates me. I mean, sure, it can make our lives easier. Social media uses it to target us. Cookies track our behavior. And very often we get what we want. But It can also be frustrating when we get too much of what we want or when a bot doesn't really answer a customer service question. When that happens, I get really frustrated and end up spending more time than I would 
that with a bot than I would if I was speaking to somebody on the phone. On the other hand, just the idea of machine learning and AI is lifting innovation in many companies. But it is not only lifting innovation innovation in big companies, it's also doing it in small SMBs. And our guest today is an expert in leveraging new ideas and innovation and also helping companies understand AI, machine learning, and helping companies explore new avenues to lift these new ideas and these new technologies and help them enter into their companies. She studies the effect of AI and machine learning and is ha- and she studies what effect it's having on the customer and customer relationships. So our guest today is Micah Struthoff and she empowers organizations to innovate and move uncertainty to ideas and get results faster. She helps teams boost their customer-centric culture and their ways of working. She is a highly experienced management professional and has been working for 20 years at the intersection of tech, digital, marketing, and innovation. She observes and analyzes innovations in disruptive companies around the world, and she publishes articles books in books, magazines, and online. She regularly speaks at corporate functions Her specialty topics are opportunities for businesses triggered by tech, artificial intelligence, disruption, human values, and customer experiences. Micah founded Jump Next Digital Innovation Network, which inspires to innovate differently. Jump Next brings together multidisciplinary coaches working with companies to drive innovation with new methods, tools, and mindsets. So Micah, thank you and for taking the time with be, be with us today. Welcome to the show. Hello, Kim. It's great to be on the show. Thank you for inviting me. Um, let's just kind of start in general because, you know, we're, we talk about AI, we talk about machine learning, we talk about innovation. Um, we kind of all throw this into one pot. Um, how, how would you kind of clearly define this for, or, or these pots for our audience? Well, thank you for asking this question. I think this is a very important question because when we're talking about artificial intelligence, we quite frequently put far too many fantasies into one pot. So if we read general newspapers or see uh, reports on TV, sometimes it's suggesting that AI will replace humans at a large scale and that robots might become like real humans. And uh, I don't know if you've heard, for example, of Sophia. Sophia is a a robot uh, from Asia and she looks like a woman, she speaks like a woman, she's doing keynote speeches at conferences, she's doing live interviews on TV, she even has a real passport in a country. So this might suggest that robots can replace humans, but Currently, we are far, far away from that. And to make it really, really simple, AI over the last years has really progressed in three things. And this is related to human skills like you can see, 
you can listen and speak and you can think. So seeing this means that today we have image recognition. A computer can actually recognize what is in the picture. Listen and speak is voice recognition. So we all know Google Home, Alexa and other voice assistants. And thinking is algorithms, machine learning, mostly about understanding what's happening in the world next step to anticipate and maybe one day also to act on behalf of a human and this is the thinking the algorithm bit is probably the strongest bit but it's currently still developing mm-hmm. well when you, when you talk about the algorithm and the thinking part I, um, you know, I think back to 2017 with um, Jeff Bezos said there is no institution in the world that that cannot be Uh, improved by machine learning okay um and that was that's almost three years ago now so so you said this is quite spread out this algorithm i mean how is all are all institutions using this now i mean do you do you see it used more in some industries than others Well, at least all the digital leaders are using it. And if you listen to the big companies like Amazon, Google, Facebook, Microsoft, uh, also in Asia, etc., they all say and they've said already in 2017 that they've shifted from what they call the mobile first era to now being an artificial intelligence first era. And these companies are looking literally in every corner of their business, in the front end, back end, anywhere in their company, if there is a potential to improve something using artificial intelligence, using machine learning. And if this is the case, they'll do it or they have done it. So it's it's not something that'll happen tomorrow, but they are in the middle of it. And um, so not all the companies are there. I would say the majorities of companies are not there yet using artificial intelligence in their daily operational business to improve, to to have significant improvements in efficiency, effectiveness, customer services, whatever. But there is a huge potential that you can create competitive advantages with this. And for example, if you look at Uber, uh, Uber, Uber, you say, um, uh, is is started with a limousine service. So replacing taxis so then they're doing food delivery now they're doing e-scooters and a lot of their advantage is based on data and machine learning so they can say to you when you order a pizza it'll be delivered in 17 minutes and it's based on them knowing the traffic how long the restaurant takes to make the pizza the driver takes to get there and to get to your home all based on real-time traffic and this is nice to know compared to the regular pizza service that is just saying 45 minutes for everybody mm-hmm. and i think this is going to develop more and more that you gain competitive advantage mm-hmm. uh, using machine learning Mm-hmm. And and Uber was a great example. And I mean, you do have Alexis and uh, and all the the things that the big digital companies are doing. Um, but what about uh, like the smaller companies? Do you think uh, you know 
do you think it's going to catch on as we go down to the middle stream rather than just the large corporations, but to to middle-sized companies and then even small ones? Um, I I think everybody can use already nowadays artificial intelligence. You just need to find the right applications and identify where where it can help you. I mean, I am personally a very, very small company and I can use uh, applications that help me do my accounting using image recognition, having a little application in my smartphone, recognizing invoices and reading what's set in the invoices. So it's just about wanting to embrace artificial intelligence. I think there is already a lot of potential out for any kind of size of company. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and back to, back to the big companies. Um, when... These innovation hubs, um, how is this working? I mean, is because you deal with innovation with the companies, are they do they have hubs where they just invest money in and and experiment with artificial intelligence to come up with this? Uh, how are we moving this forward? A very good question. I think it's very. It depends really on the companies. If you have a company, a digital leading company like Amazon, they don't even talk about innovation because Mm -hmm. it is in their DNA and it's everywhere. And I think this should be the, 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 the objective. So all the companies need to get there one day to this stage. But currently we are in the face of transformation and So many companies are having an innovation lab or an innovation entity or innovation projects. Sometimes it's rather based in the IT department, sometimes rather in the the marketing department. But where we need to get to is to really have it in the core culture of the company to think innovation. And this is not just about technology innovation. This goes further. And for the time being in this transformation, it might be very uh, right to say, yes, we have an entity, we have a team, we have a lab, we have something to get this going. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we're going to take a short break, Micah. That's really interesting. When I come back, I want to I want to talk about this innovation a little bit more, and I want to talk about um, the the smaller companies and how how we can get AI and innovation spread out and get smaller companies not to be as afraid of it as many of them are because it is something quite new. Um, So we'll talk about that when we get back and we're going to take a short break. And for our guests, we are speaking with Micah Studhoff and she empowers organizations to innovate and move from uncertainty to ideas and to faster results. She helps teams boost customer centric culture by ways of working. She is highly experienced, experienced management professional and she, has her company which is Jump Next and if you'd like to reach out to her and you can reach out to her on her website jumpnext.com and that's jump with a uh, slash in between next.com and Micah is on LinkedIn under M. Studerhoff 
and that's M-S-T-R-U-D-T-H-O-F-F, and on Twitter also under M. Studoff. So please reach out to her. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, leadership and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group. Now, this broadcast today is also brought to you by Cinda, one of Europe's fastest-growing nonprofit digital marketing local search associations. Cinda holds digital conferences in Europe, and the next conference will be held May 24th to 26th in Berlin. And you can also come see Micah on the 26th of May in Berlin at the conference. She'll be holding two workshops on AI, innovating, and the future of customer service. For more information on that, please go to www.cinda.com under events, local town, local com 2020. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you are part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on The Voice America Business Channel. If you're an entrepreneur, you want to focus on the big picture. But a growing business requires compliance, regulations, tax issues, and more. Listen to Candy Messer and Biz Help for You. Our program takes the guesswork out of the equation in order to give you the answers and peace of mind from payroll to labor laws to entrepreneurial tips. You'll find something new with each week's episode. This Help for You can be heard every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy. With co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless, Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. listening to leadership beyond borders do you have a question or comment about our show please send an email to leadership beyond borders at gmail.com again that's leadership beyond borders at gmail.com now back to this week's program welcome back to leadership beyond borders and today we are speaking with micah Strudov, and she 
is the owner of Jump Next, and she helps companies boost innovation, learn about AI, learn about machine learning, and implement innovation within their organizations. Now, we, we kind of, Micah, before the break, we talked um, about AI in general, and, and you, you, put, you put this into three areas, you know, um, image recognition, seeing, uh, voice recognition, and listening, and speaking, and thinking. We talked a little bit about the digital companies and the machine learning algorithms behind thinking. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit more about, you know, voice voice recognition because you're seeing a lot of voice used um, and by many companies and in different areas and could you talk a little bit about some of those examples Um, yes voice recognition I mean we all know Siri we all know uh, Google Home we know know, uh, Alexa and um, I think they are us- they are today very useful for very specific and restricted use cases where you have a very clear structure of what to ask and what answer you expect. So when you have voice recognition because you have to divide it into two pieces. One piece is that uh, the voice is recognized. I mean, the, the, the words you're saying are recognized. And speech recognition has made tremendous progress around 2013, where the error rate of recognizing correctly the words has come down from 27% to, depending on the context, today it's 75 or or even 4 3%. So as the error rate between humans in a normal conversation is also around 5%, this means uh, Alexa or Google Home can understand the words as humans can understand the words. But then the difference we're still having today is that you need to interpret the intention behind the words. And Mm -hmm. this is where machine learning comes in, where you need to have algorithms that figure out what is the user wanting to do and what should be the right answer I should be giving. And this is still difficult. So if you play around with your Alexa at home, uh, we sometimes do this at home, it, it can create funny answers. Um, <laughs> but this uh, will progress. This will progress. Yeah. And, and that would be, I mean, so, you know, if you say to Alexa, you know, uh, ask some question, where's in, in, which pizza joint is open here in Prague, okay, or something. So this is all you know, getting into the marketing area, okay? And and companies like Facebook and Google are really using some of this, this you know, voice technology, these algorithms, this thinking, this seeing for marketing, okay? Targeting people, trying, to, as you said, trying to figure out what they want, okay? What are some of the trends that you've seen recently um, in AI from the big companies, you know? Facebook or Google that are moving us forward in this area? Uh, I think the, 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 what is moving us forward? Um, I think it's maybe moving us forward less fast than we thought initially because when this first when we first started to feel that the interaction with these voice 
assistance makes sense. We were all of a sudden creating expectation that very soon this will be our personal assistant who can manage everything in our life. But what we see is that if we want to get out of very specific use cases like what is the weather today in Paris, France, which is easy to understand and to get the data, Uh, When I want to say, oh, I would like to invite Kimberly for dinner tonight. Is it okay if I spend $200 on it? Then uh, my bank account needs to figure out what is really the answer I'm searching for. Is $200 a lot for me and how much money do I have? Um, So then the thinking bit, the algorithm bit behind it gets far more complex. And to be able to get the intention right and to get the uh, answer right means that we need a lot of data and Mm -hmm. to collect all this data and have because machine learning needs a lot of examples to figure out what should be the right answer uh, to have all this data and have sufficient volume of the data to create the right answer this might sometimes be a challenge because we might not always give access to the data that is required in specific um, in specific cases where you want to figure out if somebody needs to to buy specific products if somebody wants to go on holiday this is this is nothing we have we record somewhere at uh, at Amazon or Google, even though Google, of course, using Google search knows a lot of what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And and this comes down to this targeting, okay, um, and marketing because AI is being being used all over for target marketing. And as you said, sometimes you get correct data, and sometimes you get you get you know bad data. I mean, I search one time for one thing. And then I'm getting all kinds of info. If I, you know, I'll get uh, Facebook's an example. You know, I I search one time, and then I'm getting in my um, in my Facebook. I'm getting all these ads and stuff. So, I mean, what do you think about this AI and this targeting and this marketing? Um, is it good? Is it bad? Is it going to get more efficient? Is it going to drive us crazy as consumers? Okay. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah. at, at least it drives me crazy when I when I bought a, a backpack and then six weeks later every day I get uh, the advertising for the same backpack that I've bought so sometimes I'm asking myself there must be a way to figure out that I bought it or that I can say to it I already have it I don't need it anymore um, that's just, that's a super example. I mean, and that, that that is why can't, if we can do all these algorithms, there's just no way that it's being able to say that you actually finally bought it. Uh, yeah. So, yes. <laughs> I mean, this, this triggers a thought in me that is, um, I personally find very important. I would always say customer experience is the first objective a company should have. If the customer experience is not good enough, you should wait for the results or for the technology to become better. And this, for example, is uh, the case with uh, sometimes with advertising, sometimes with the voice bots or the chatbots, that it's so trendy to have a chatbot that everybody wants to uh, 
create one. Mm-hmm. And but then the the results, the customer experiences that you have with the chatbot are quite often pretty frustrating. And so then you shouldn't do it because if if it's not improving the customer experience compared to what happened before, then uh, I, I, I don't see the long-term business value. I see companies in specific industries because they're very much in cost reduction uh, logic at the moment. They really like chatbots because that allows them to reduce customer service costs, but increases customer frustration in using their service significantly so is that worth doing it um i mean of course every company has to decide that by themselves but it's rather different we differentiate easier with customer experience than with latest technology yeah i mean you've kind of this is kind of one of my pet frustrations is these bots because i never seem to get the answer i want or never find it um, and it just it increases the time you spend trying to solve a problem. Um, is, is we just haven't? Is it just we just don't have the technology there yet? Um, is it coming back to this recognition, this algorithm? You know, we're, or we're just not as advanced as we think we are. What's making it not so customer effective? I don't know if this is the same uh, all over the world. I'm working mostly with companies in Europe and I see quite a few companies that are very focused on being up to date with the latest technology and following the trends. And it's like, Everybody has a chatbot. We really need to have a chatbot. Mm-hmm. I recently was on an innovation conference for banking, and there was a lot of talk about having a chatbot and what kind of chatbot you have. Um, th- there is a lot of focus on technology, and I'm not sure if this is always the right focus the the customer experience and really understanding what the customer what what it takes to make a customer happy to really dive into the customer's minds Um, I see a lot of companies are not going really uh, far enough with this They, they do some surveys and they 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 talk about design thinking and interviewing customers but then when i observe and when i look at what they are actually doing and how far they are driving it it's it's not real understanding of what a customer needs mm-hmm. and this then leads to too much focus on technology, not caring enough about the experience delivered behind it. And if there is so much focus on latest tech trends, yeah, then everybody needs a chatbot. That's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, it's kind of like riding that technology wave and, and saying, you know, just copy everybody. And um, it, it's kind of the same thing in some of the marketing. It's not just the customer service, but it's also on um, 
target marketing? Do you see people just kind of riding a wave on that uh, at all? Is there something that, you know, I just, these targeting, this target marketing also makes me crazy. And I'm seeing used by little companies now. Is that kind of another, that maybe don't know how to use it? Is that another wave you're seeing? Is that kind of a technology wave? Yes, this is... This is something because we can do it with technology and it's easy to deploy it. Let's do it. And quite often it's it's like email marketing because mm-hmm. it's cheap and it's easy to do. It's not necessarily more effective. And this is a lot about testing and learning what works with customers. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. Yes, instead of focusing on everything that is possible, rather to focus on impact and what um, what improves not only short-term business outcomes, but long-term customer satisfaction. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that's the key point there is the long-term customer satisfaction and customer retention because if you get really frustrated, then you're more likely to um, switch companies. And it, as we all know, it's hard to get those customers back. But um, And I guess that would be the price of, of not paying attention to the customer and, and, and just riding the technology wave. And with Micah, with that, we're, we're going to take a short break again. Um, and when we come back, I want to I want to talk about innovation and, and, and innovation, how you get smaller companies to try to be more innovative. Um, and also a little bit about, you know, the AI and and kind of the restrictions that are around it right now. And for our listeners, we are talking today with Micah Studhoff, and she is a innovation and AI expert, and her company is Jump Next, and her website is www jump-next.com so please go onto her website and take a look at what she's doing and she's also on LinkedIn under M. Strudhoff and on Twitter also under M. Strudhoff and that is spelled S-T-R-U-D-T-H-O-F-F and please connect to her and she also publishes many articles online and look on her website for some of the interesting articles that she has published. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, the leadership and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Now, this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds conferences in Europe, and the next conference will be held May 24th to 26th in Berlin. And you can also see and meet Micah on the 26th of, Berlin, uh, of, of May in Berlin at the CINDA conference. We'll, she'll be holding two workshops on AI, innovating in the future of customer service. So if you'd like to join us at CINDA, please go to www.cinda.com under events, localcom 2020. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. 
out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on The Voice America Business Channel. If you're an entrepreneur, you want to focus on the big picture. But a growing business requires compliance, regulations, tax issues, and more. Listen to Candy Messer and Biz Help for You. Our program takes the guesswork out of the equation in order to give you the answers and peace of mind from payroll to labor laws to entrepreneurial tips. You'll find something new with each week's episode. This Help For You can be heard every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking to Michael Strudoff. And she is the owner of Jump Next, a European company that helps companies with innovation, AI, and the integration of new technology. Now, before before the break, you know, we've kind of been jumping all over the place here, Mike, um, you know, talking uh, about AI and, and talking about its effects in marketing and customer service. And I'd like to, I'd like to kind of talk about how AI is promoting innovation in other areas? Because you have AI, but in organizations, how is AI promoting innovation in other areas, not just the technology areas we've been talking about? 
Yes, first of all, AI is only is only one area. There are quite a few new areas we have. Uh, AI is just the strongest one. We also have the cloud and uh, we have the Internet of Things. We have a lot of data. We had mobile and I could add on to this list. One thing that is specific or interesting with AI is that AI is a general purpose technology. You can do many different things with it and This allows to actually create greater change. And I believe that we are currently um, somewhere uh, in between two different eras. We have been in the industrial era and change has been driven not only by the industry, by 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 the steam ed- engine, but also by electricity coming into uh, factories. And this is something that uh, experts, researchers at the MIT Sloan Management Institute are studying in detail, and they are saying that. First of all, there is a new technology and you use it rather like a copy and paste technology. So you're replacing something that's existing simply with a new technology. And at the time, this was a um, a central steam engine being replaced by an electric motor. And what then nothing happened when the technology was used in the copy and paste manner. And it was only afterwards that all in a sudden companies, people in companies recognized that they can create lots of other innovations. And at the time backwards, this was, you didn't have to have the central engine and the central workstations, but you could decentralize and you could have individual teams and they're working in their own rhythm. And this then created what we know like the production chain by Henry Ford. Mm-hmm. And this is still the way we work in many areas today in companies, not only in production. And now AI, we are currently at the stage where we are simply replacing existing things with different technology. And what's in front of us is once we have started doing it, that we will find other things that we, that the researchers at MIT Sloan Management Institute call complementary innovation. And it's only when this complementary innovation, for example, in the organization of work, like the production chain at Ford, only when we have these complementary innovations that are the second step, then we will really have growth and, uh, and, 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 and completely new innovations that we didn't anticipate. And this is the kind of phase that we are now moving towards. We have replaced existing, uh, existing mm-hmm. processes and technologies simply with a new technology, with, which is AI. And now we need to uh, work or wait for the complementary innovation for the new things that are created. And this 
requires a lot of creativity. This is humans who need to figure out, okay, if we don't do it this way, but in a new way, which is possible now due to technology and other changes that have happened in the world, uh, this is the interesting part of innovation that will push uh, companies and society forward in the mm-hmm. future. And uh, it's something popped into my head when you said that. So, if as we move to this complementary innovation, and and that has to be driven by humans, so we've re- replaced the new technology and is driven by creativity. As we're doing this, um, two questions. First, we're human and we have biases. In this complementary innovation and in this AI, are we going to transfer some of this, some of our biases into this um, as we're going through this creative process? Uh, That would be my first question. Um, It depends how you work on algorithms. Uh, For example, algorithms typically learn from the data from the past. Mm-hmm. So if they look at what has been happening in the past, it's very easy for a algorithm to conclude it has to be in a certain uh, way. For example, if there are no women in top positions, then the algorithm might conclude women don't go in top positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is just repeating the past. But mm-hmm. then you can tweak uh, algorithms. You can you can tell them not to look at specific data and to avoid uh, specific conclusions. And I like, for example, the uh, there is a, uh, uh, an, a mobile application that is running interviews for job candidates. And these are for customer services. So you talk to a, a, a chatbot or to a virtual assistant in an application that's asking you questions and you answer. And this application is looking for uh, your warmth and your uh, understanding. So criteria that are very important for customer services while the application is meant to ignore what uh, color of skin you have what background you have etc and a lot of these biases were still subconsciously used by recruiters in the real world and Mm. now with the application they were able to create much more diversity in their customer services team because the application was ignoring Mm. them completely Mm -hmm. so it's it's a a human decision Mm -hmm. uh, a human duty to actually uh, look at that Mm-hmm. Now that that's that's a very positive example, and um, it, no, it's just as we're moving into the these complementary innovation. I mean that that's really the next step, as you said. And um, a, a couple kind of wrap up questions here, because we have a lot of companies, a lot of management listening, executives listening from large companies, and from smaller companies. So. To kind of put this all in a nutshell, when you go into a company and you help them with the innovation and you help them um, implement AI, what's your 
what's the message you say to a larger company when you're going in there and, and you know, on how they can best prepare themselves for this new revolution? Well, first, and it really depends on the on the maturity and the current state of a company. And this is very different, whether a company has already been through several stages of innovation. But, you know, one of my mantras is to say it's not about technology. It's about creativity. Uh, I feel that in a lot of companies that I am working with, there is still a lot of focus on technology. And uh, some people from Silicon Valley say many companies are spending 90% of their attention and and, and investment on technology and 10% on people. And they should rather be working the other way around. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's, 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 it's not technology who's solving uh, or giving the answer uh, to the problem. It's focusing on what are the right questions to ask now for my problem. And I still a lot of, and this is small companies, this is big companies. We are very quickly moving towards solutions. Oh, we've seen the newest tech trend. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, my example with the chatbot, because everybody's having a chatbot. Uh, everybody needs a chatbot. But this is not true to actually focus on the questions. What is the right question to answer? with regards to my business situation and not and sometimes this also requires what I see now in a lot of companies that have uh, a more traditional background is that the way we think the way we have been thinking uh, at business school the way we have been thinking in companies for many years and decades is maybe not the right approach anymore so it's sometimes also changing the methodologies or changing the approach how to approach a problem differently and when we get to this level of of maturity what, what happens frequently is that we also have to look into mindset and culture because Mm -hmm. there are a few things that have changed between the industrial era and the new, let's call it the digital era, I don't know how to name it, but the new era requires, uh, there are new problems that require new approaches to go to new solutions. And this quite frequently requires to look also at culture and mindset in a company. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a really good good way to approach it and a good tip to um, our managers listening. And, and just to, to add on to that really quick, um, small companies, little companies, you know, you know, the mom and pop on the corner, um, sometimes a little bit afraid of AI, but any message to them, you know, on, on innovation and moving forward? You use the word afraid, and I think this is a very good word. Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. I think especially for smaller companies, there might be uh, great opportunities to uh, to use technology 
at their scale that was not accessible uh, at their scale. As I was saying that even if we are one man, a five man or a 10 man companies, there are tools out there that uh, that it, everybody can make the transition at any size. It's just about not being afraid and going ahead and, and adopting the right mindset. Mm-hmm. This, yeah, and I think that that's great advice. So, Mike, thank you. It's been really, really great, interesting speaking with you today. And for our listeners, we've been speaking with Micah Studoff. And she is the owner of Jump Next. You can reach out to her on jump-next.com. And you can also reach out to her on LinkedIn and Twitter under M. Studhoff. And please do this. And you can see some of the content that she has written on her website because Micah helps companies empower and innovate and bring uncertainty to new ideas and get results faster. Uh, She's an expert in AI innovation, and she's a highly experienced management professional that has been working for over 20 years at the intersection of tech, digital, marketing, and innovation. So again, Micah, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Kim, for inviting me. <laughs> and and actually, our listeners, if you want to meet Micah also, um, you could meet Micah, uh, who will be holding a workshop at the CINDA conference. And CINDA is one of Europe's uh, fastest growing digital marketing and local search associations. And she'll be there May 26th to May 20, 24th to 26th, excuse me, in Berlin. And if you'd like more information on that, please go to www.cinda.com under events local com 2020 and you've been listening to leadership beyond borders and this program is sponsored by global business therapy sro and as i just said also cinda and global business therapy holds leadership training with a focus on digital transitions and the women's leadership academy 2020 you can learn more about that by going to www.globalbusinesstherapy.com And please remember to listen to us every Tuesday at 3 p.m. And if you miss the live show, you can certainly download us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And with that, once again, welcome to 2020. And please remember to tune in to us next week again. And until then, bye from Kimberly Lewis. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.